Gary from No Crumbs Left, and today we're having a little bit of a crumbles takeover. I've got Joe Grandy, Super Crumble, shows up for every live, one of my very favorite crumbles, and he's turned the tables on me a little bit and asking some of his own questions and questions that you guys submitted. So, Joe, welcome, or I think you should say to me, Terry, welcome. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is honestly such an honor to be on your podcast, and I feel really grateful because I know you have a lot of crumbles and people who follow you. Um, and so to be the one to have the conversation with you today is really special. So thanks for having me. Well, special to me too. How long have you followed and what is a crumble? And I know you're the one asking the questions, um, but how long have you followed? How did you come to the page and what do you think a crumble is? Oh gosh. Okay. So I think, um, so I discovered you through my friends, Hannah and Ryan, actually, they're, they're sort of the original crumbles in my life. Um, and this was back like a few years ago when I started looking for ways to sort of develop a new relationship with food and, and things like that. I started cooking a lot more. And so they, uh, when they shared their, your page with me, I was sort of immediately hooked Bought the cookbook was out liking the posts was trying your recipes. And I sort of did that and felt compelled to you and your page and like the digital community you can, uh, created because uh, it was welcoming and inspiring and the food looked delicious. And that was something I wanted to be a part of. So credit goes to them for really sharing your your content with me and getting me involved um, more with no crumbs left. I'd say a crumble is someone who really is dedicated to uh, supporting no crumbs left in all senses, right? They're jumping on IG lives. They're, they're out buying the pottery. They're out making the recipes and sharing posts and commenting and liking. It's an esteemed group of people who are really nice and, and also inclusive. Crumbles are inclusive. <laughs> I, absolutely. Because anybody can be a crumble. Yeah. And as a content creator, I mean, we are only, we only have content to create because there are crumbles and there are people following along. So it's everyone's welcome, but that is, it's a wonderful way to thank a content creator is to be involved in the community, is to comment, is to have fun, is to direct message, is to show up on the lives. It's a lot of fun. So I I super like appreciate Crumbles for sure. And I feel like the Crumbles are like, definitely they're my friends for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It feels that way. It feels like the community that you've created is are a bunch of really good people. And so it's it's special to be a part of that that group for sure. Well, fire away. Yeah. So, you know, I think, again, like the purpose of this episode is really for Crumbles to turn the table. So we actually collected topics and ideas from from Crumbles. And this is us having a conversation about that. And uh, one of the topics I wanted to talk about, which you've touched on in Instagram um, and the blog posts is sort of like health, your year of health. Um, I want to talk about that because I know it looks different for everyone, um, like a healthy body and a healthy mind certainly means something different for everyone. So how how has your health journey evolved and when did that begin for you? I think my health journey really began, I would say, you know, when I was like 18 or 20, going out on my own, making my own food in the 80s. I mean, I think that's really where it began. And my health journey, I mean, I've been on one for a long time. You know, I've had a period of being vegan and I've done raw juicing and I've done juice fast and I've taken like HTG and I have tried a lot of things because always I'm on that quest for like living my very best life. And, you know, I turned 60, so that even shifts and changes. And it's like, how do I, you know, I know that I have more, and I've said this, I have more yesterdays than tomorrows. And I want to live the days that I have feeling, you know, my very best living my best life. And so that's just, I mean, that encompasses everything, right? So it's, it's like, what rest do you get? And what time off do you take? And how do you quiet your mind? And how do you get away from social media? It has been a journey 
basically since my mom took me that Cheryl McLean workshop when I was like 18 years old. But the last couple of years, you know, I've really been on this, you know, year of health, which was about wanting to lose weight. And so it's taking me to think, think about like, you know, being a, you know, perimenopausal or postmenopausal woman and, and what does that mean? And what do I need? And it's just like, I think it's the question we all have, Joe. It's like, how do I best take care of myself? You know, I'm very good at taking care of others. And so this journey, a lot has been, how do I take care of myself? I mean, we could have a 12-hour conversation just on that. And I think, you know, I think one of the things is I make the journey fun for myself. So whether it's right now I'm intermittent fasting, you know, or I'm doing a modified Whole30, or I'm doing my green drink every day, or I'm doing my red light, I try to steer myself. And really, I'm a believer in the voice of the universe. So it's like I also allow, you know, great information to come in and try to filter out what I feel like isn't right for me. But it's just that moment where you're thinking about doing something and then this something appears right at the right moment. And I like the idea of being aligned with all that is possible for me. And to the extent that we're eating well, we're sleeping enough, we're getting enough water, we're getting enough rest. I think that we have that ability. I mean, I've been talking more on the, the, the podcast or just on, on the page about manifesting, which is something that I've you know, it's been, it's part of who I am. And since I was like 18 years old, it's just, it is simply a part of who I am. So I don't ever really talk about it, but I ended up talking about it because that is part of it. You know, I did this Mel Robbins workshop recently, which I loved so much. And it just brought me back to all of those good things, you know, about celebrating the small wins, about, you know, acting as if about, you know, living a life in gratitude and all of those things that give us more. Yeah. I mean, I think living your best life is definitely important. And I, I think one of the things I see, and I know a lot of crumbles see is you taking care of others. I just, I think we collectively feel like you're very giving of, of yourself, your time, especially with how accessible you are. Um, and I would imagine all of that can kind of impact health and staying motivated and, and doing things like that. How do you sort of embrace it? How do you approach it with, with love instead of hate? Right. It's a lot, you know, I would say the last couple of years, you know, was a, it was a tough, what is it? Is it trapass? Tra What's it called when you're going from one place to the other? I, I don't know, but I would say it was a tough little journey for me. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of transitioning for me. And I definitely got at a point where I felt pretty burnt out, where I felt just pretty exhausted. And I think we just slowed down a little bit in terms of what we what we could do, what we could create, and knowing that like we all really had to take care of ourselves because we are a group of overachievers. And of course, I get a lot of you know, input from my mate who really feels like I do too much, I answer too much and all of that. So I think in many ways, you know, at once, you know, once I kind of got through, you know, all that was happening for me, I just, just, I've been really trying to just find the way home for myself. I mean, and I think that's a journey we're all on all the time, really. If you're not always trying to find home, where, where is it and where do I want to go and how do I get there? You know, because life is constantly changing. It's never the same. And I think it's been just figuring out my own journey home. So at the beginning of it, I was like, I'm in a panic because I have to figure out what my journey home is. And I just really, I got to figure it out right away and I've got to be done. And, you know, I've been able to just slow down with it and make changes and, you know, work less, even though I work a lot, but, you know, being at my cabin two days a week, changing the structure here, here in the kitchen so that we're only in the kitchen three days a week. That's a huge change from the time, like when Zach and I were here and like working six days a week, it's a huge change. And it's been really wonderful. And I guess in a way I've stopped worrying how it is for everybody else. <laughs> I've just, you know, been concentrating on how it is, you know, for me. 
Yeah, for sure. And again, I mean, like you say, you have more yesterdays than tomorrow. So I think that sort of probably plays into it. You, you mentioned your mate, and I know uh, I want to talk about Roy a bit because he's someone we hear a lot about, but rarely see. I right. feel like he's a bit camera shy. Um, so maybe we can go a little deeper about that. How, you know, how did Roy come about? How did you know he was uh, your person? I was going through a divorce and I just was ready, you know, for certainly some fun and, you know, but I wasn't really ready for anything serious at the time. And I met Roy on a blind date, you know, at um, a wonderful restaurant in Chicago. We sat at the the bar together and ate and, and we've been kind of kicking around together ever since that lunch. It's 14 and a half years. So I knew from the beginning, Roy really didn't want a girlfriend. You know, I think really soon on, I knew that this, this guy could really be something special for me, but you're just out of something. So it's like, how could you possibly know? And I think things really moved gradually. We, first of all, we, I think we have the same values and we like the same things. I mean, we love to cook. We love to talk about food. We love to eat. You know, we love to travel. So it was a, a really adult, you know, friendship. And I didn't, my kids didn't even meet Roy, I think for the better part of two years. And eventually September said, I'm going to camp. And I think that while I'm gone, you should probably introduce Roy to Patrick. Uh, and, you know, I mean, Roy's like so respectful, like knows that my kids have a dad, not trying to be anyone's dad. And he was always just super respectful of all of that. And um, anyways, my kids met him. But, you know, we have a very much like we have a love affair. You know, he is my he is my great love. And, uh, you know, we live our lives as such. He loves me and he's like so in my corner, crazy about me, loves being with me. I love being with him. So I feel really, really, really lucky that I have such a magnificent guy. And I what I know is, you know, our chapters are not done. You know, when one and loves, it doesn't mean that everything is done for us or people go through a divorce. It doesn't mean your chapters are over. And Roy is is the lesson in that. I was never a person that felt like there'll never be another man for me. I mean, I meet men wherever I go, you know, at the farmer's market, at the grocery store. I am a friendly person and I talk to people. So meeting someone has never been an issue for me, but meeting someone that is my soulmate. And I remember Roy saying, you don't meet your soulmates. A soulmate is like something you grow. It's something that you become. And so he's just incredibly wise and he says things like that. And he's a gentle soul. I mean, with Rory, if you want to say something challenging, you don't need to say it loud and you don't need to say it more than once. Yeah. So we don't spend time fighting. And, you know, we've each had other relationships. We've each been married, have kids. We've made mistakes in relationships. So we know we don't want to do that, you know. And he always pulls me back to, you know, what's important. Um, so, yeah, he's just the love of my life. And he barely shows up on the page and doesn't really like to show up on the page but occasionally you'll see like i'll be talking to him i'll get him to talk but not be in the stories or it'll be like we're going on this trip i'll be like i'm i cannot show up on the stories during just so you know <laughs> is it clear that i can't i'm like it's clear but i also know if i get a couple cocktails in him you know and then they're like for my birthday he'll do you know thanksgiving or whatever i know that i can play any holiday as a possibility and he's we make magnificent meals who doesn't want to watch roy cook yeah, exactly. I think in the background, we're all secretly rooting for Roy. And then whenever he comes on, it's like a big, it's a big deal in the Crumble community, right? Like, you know, Roy's made his, his, his presence known. I love his perspective on soulmates. And 14 and a half years is so, so impressive. But I'm also curious in, in, 
you know, how do you how do you keep the romance alive? Well, here's the thing. I mean, sex is important and I'm not embarrassed to say it. I mean, recently on the page, I've been talking a little bit about it. And I'm always like I always think people are like, I do not want no crumbs left to talk to me about sex like that seems so traumatic, you know, but recently it's sort of come out on the page. So I think that that's the glue in many ways that holds a relationship together. And I think that we don't want to forget that, that that's really important. And I think also that makes life better in many ways, and it can smooth over a multitude of, of of other issues. But, you know, we like to do a lot of the same things together and we like to prioritize. I mean, we love going to farmers markets. You know, there are things that we just we like to do together. So I think having the same hobbies, if Roy was, you know, completely into football, it would be more of a challenge for me. I'm not going to I'm not going to kid you about that. You know that we are so simpatico in what we like to do. I just think that we're really, really lucky. So but I think the reality is you have to work to keep things fresh and alive and you got to appreciate each other and you got to uh, do everything you can to let the little stuff go for sure. Yeah. And he's he's, he's very good at it, by the way. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad we talked about it because I think one thing people need to know about No Crumbs Left is you don't stick to just food. Thank you. Right. There, there, there are a multitude you. of things that are no crumbs left, and it is not just food. I think I think you're right. And, you know, I mean, people can get upset about that. I did the bathing suit post the other day. There was a woman who made a really, like, awful comment, you know, because I, I posted a bathing suit, and she had to unfollow, you know, where I was like, I said, sweetie, bye-bye, best of luck, good riddance. And then I was like, but be sure to read the, you know, be sure to read the profile above in case you're wondering what kind of account this is, because I don't just stick to food. And that's... That's where you can get really burned out is feeling like I've got to be this version of myself to make people want to follow me rather than I can't stick to that version of myself because actually it would be really bad for me. It would be bad for my soul to only compartmentalize. So, I mean, how has that been to watch? And do you think, oh, gosh, this I've seen that shift? I think I think the shift has happened, but I think from my perspective, it's good to to see someone who's so firm on that, right? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of digital content creators are sort of, you know, they're not afraid to just sort of pander to everyone or just sort of like, oh, make it about one thing. And I love how authentic and real you are with it. You, you don't shy away from calling people out on things. You don't shy away from being firm on things. And that's because that's who you are. And that's what that's what makes No Crumbs Left, I think, so great for for people who are really into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, leading a digital community is a lot of work. Um, and I think, you know, I've seen that you're someone who's very accessible on social media. Um, does it ever feel like you just want to sometimes turn it off? How do you, how do you sort of unplug? Yeah, I'm not good at unplugging. And it's something that I definitely need to get better at. They, they call it in my kid's school an emerging skill. And that's when you're bad at something. They're like, it's an emerging skill for September. So it's an emerging skill for, for Terry. Um, but I think I've built in these ways in my life. And I think the team, we really care about it. So it's like Molly is great because I used to do all the posting and Molly now sets up a content calendar. We decide what's going up. But Molly is creating really a lot of that, like what happens, what day and what is this? And so now it's like we've got a content calendar and it's up and it goes up. Molly was on vacation, but it was like all the stuff went up automatically. She sets it up and then she's like, look at this. What do you think? You know, so posts can go up without me posting. You know, it's like on the trip. I have said, and I've written a note in this coming Friday favorites thing, or it's the next one, maybe. I am going to be off. You can see stories. There are going to be some posts. I'm not going to be answering direct messages because it's like I, if I get on vacation and I do that, I, there's just no moment, you know? And I, and like, here's the thing about me. I hate being behind. So if it's like I have a thousand messages or something, I just, I hate being behind. It's the worst thing for me. 
but I think it is an emerging skill. It's something that I'm working on. You know, it's like having this role of like, it's 930 and I want, you know, I go to bed. I love the other night when Phil, who's another super crumb, was like, yeah, she's gone off the live, but she's going to answer up, up messages for 45 minutes. But the truth is, I actually have fun in the direct messages. In a way, it's it's the part that I like the best. I love the interaction with people. And I am, I'm a people person, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's a good moment to give Phil a bit of a shout out because I know Phil really helped, I think, motivate me to to, to make this happen. We were talking offline, uh, Phil and I, in DMs too. We were like, you know, we got to make this podcast happen. We've got to have an episode where Crumbles turn the table. So I know uh, Phil is probably listening. So shout out to Phil. He's a spectacular human being. And he's yeah. he's certainly a person who knows how to be a real friend in, on the planet. And he's like just a loyal, loyal human being. And he's a great, like, I go to him for like, uh, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And he always has like, he knows the whole no crumbs love story. So he just always does these ask a question, you know, that are like kind of inside jokes that I might not even answer because other people will be like, wait, are they talking about ayahuasca? What are they talking about? Uh, but he is, he's just a dear human. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the other topics I think Phil might have mentioned was the concept of bonus moms. And, and you talk about Sue a lot. Um, can you share more about that? Yeah, Sue is, you know, my mother, my own mother's gone 22 years. And the thing is, she was magnificent. And when your mother goes, it doesn't mean you don't need other mothers. So we find other mothers wherever we go. Joanna, who works here, makes my green drink every day. She mothers me. Uh, she'll be like, oh, no, don't wear that dress or why don't you not do that? I have mothers of people who mother me in, in many, many ways. Um, and that is so important to me. Sue um, has been a friend of mine since I was 10. Um, she was my mother's best friend and she was like a, a chosen aunt for me. So they were a part of our family. Basically, I think from the time that I was about 18, she had a son who was dating my sister. Her son was killed in a car accident tragic. You know, they were our dear, dear friends. And from that point on, that was it. They became a part of our family. From that moment on, they were just every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, they were just, they were us. So Sue was very much my friend too, like my mom's dear friend, but she's really my friend too. I could always tell her things, you know, she's just the coolest human being. She was an art curator, so smart, so interesting, soft-spoken. She was a dear friend of mine. And she helped me exit my mother off the planet, stuck with me through absolutely all of it, which is, it's hard, but nothing is as hard as what I'm going through with her. So she's 87. She's in memory care. She's had Alzheimer's for a couple of years. It is progressing in an awful way. And I, I go there twice a week. I have dinner with her. I bring ice cream for the, you know, I know everyone on the memory care floor. I know, you know, it's like, I'm like, you know, all their names and stories and, and it's truly sad and heartbreaking. She is, someone who is so important to me and seeing this chapter as so unbelievably awful. You know, she still mostly knows who I am, but half the time she's really talking, she's in a world that's different. And I'm always like, you know, right now you're in a different world than I'm in, but it's like, I know you're talking about things that we know and that's okay. Cause I love you over here, whoever you are. And I, I always bring her back to tell me about the time you and my mom went to Japan. Remember when this happened? I mean, the other day she's like, Oh, is that, is that the ring your dad gave you where she just knows stuff or I will call her back because we've shared a life and I can, I can talk about experiences that we share that so bond us that I know she will always come partially back to me until, until she won't. So it's a big part of my life. You know, it's Sundays and Tuesdays, you know, spending a little time with her and we've got full-time caregivers for her seven days a week now. And, you know, it's a beautiful and very sad story. Yeah. 
No, it's it's special to see people sort of come together even in such a tragic way. I think it's sort of amazing. And and she's definitely very lucky to to have you there with her. So thanks for sharing that. I know it's something that I think is hard to talk about on an IG live or you know make a post about, but I think that's the purpose of this episode is to kind of go a little further and deeper on things. So I appreciate that. I wanted to uh, shift gears a bit and talk about the Terry personas, the, the many Terry personas. I love it. One of my favorite things about you is just the characters and personas you take on. So walk us through who, who all the Terrys are and, and how they came about. I mean, I think it's so much about, I don't want to just stick to food. So when I travel, I mean, I think the first persona that really came out is the vacation Terry. And that's, I'm going away. I'm wearing cute outfits. We're eating delicious food. We're taking bathroom selfies. And what I'm, what is always shocking to me all the time, every day is the content that people are interested in. Like I wouldn't have known that people were interested in going on vacation with me. Well, people, they love it. And it started really, I think four years ago when we took that trip to Italy, we stayed in this amazing place. So many people showed up the stories. It was like crazy. And that kind of kicked off Terry. Terry is going. It's like having her own little travel food show, showing the what we're eating, what we're doing. But it's it's the most fun stuff for me. It is like it's when you talk about what I really want to share, that is what I really want to share. Like the vacation Terry, you know, dream job. I'm vacation Terry going in all kinds of places. And then, you know, we've seen other Terry. So tell me from your perspective, who are the other Terry's that you see? I think my, my certainly my favorite is uh, Terry After Dark. I mean, I think the best the best lives come from Terry After Dark. We get them. We we get some characters too who join. I don't know what it is about that time, but it seems <laughs> like we get that's the time frame where we get the Frannies and we get you know these random people that just need to sort of see themselves out of the live. But you know, Terry After Dark, I think, is the best opportunity for us as Crumbles to sort of connect with you. Again, not related to food per se, but related to life and sex and, and all the other things that you you touch upon with with no crumbs left. So there's that. And then there's also Terry Unplugged, which you alluded to. I mean, Terry Unplugged is just a little off the rails. You know, we're talking about whatever. We're doing a little bit of a rant. It's like, I'm going to call it out. It's like, I'm going to call it Scott. I'm so sorry. You don't want to see me chewing food. Perhaps go, go chew with your ice in Alaska or whatever. And, you know, that Terry After Dark is a little bit naughty, you know, and just definitely the guard is down. The cooking day is done. So I think it's it's a lot of fun. And, you know, Crumbles name. I mean, it was a Crumbles. It was Crumbles that named Crumbles. It was Crumbles that named Vacation Terry and, you know, After Dark and Unplugged. And, you know, and then, I mean, there was just the Terry of the Terry Talks, which is the very sincere where people are like, you know, I moved to a new city. What do I do? I, I, you know, I, my mother, you know, is this, what do I do? Like those things where I could just kind of speak from my heart, from the deepest place of being, you know, like a parent of, you know, just I've lived life. I've made a few mistakes. I've done a few things. And what I know is you can be in these new situations and that we're going to be okay. I'm seeing my own son struggle. He's in Hawaii and he moved into a new place. And, you know, he has, we, the infrastructure is the family zips in September, September's dad, we all zoop in and help each other. And this is the first time it's, it's not happening for Patrick and he's having to do it in a different way. So I think it's really, really good for him. And my mother stuff, of course, wants me to shift in and do that. But what I know is this stuff is really important. And this stuff is so good and so good for Patrick 
that I just, you know, I'm just letting it happen. And I mean, part of this year, what I'm doing is I'm redoing some of my core relationships. I think Patrick and I have been interwoven, you know, Stephen and I got divorced and he moved at a crucial time, I would say for Patrick. And so I would say in many ways, Patrick and I are more meshed than we need to be. And this move, and I really, we kind of, we were together in June and we were like, let's make our relationship the best it can be because it's not right now the best it could be. And I've done some personal work with somebody around it. And I think things have really transformed in so many ways. So it's like, here he is struggling with a new life. And I'm just like, I know you can do it. I believe in you. It's great to struggle. I mean, my friend Don Lubin is like, he's my dad's one of my best friends, but his thing is like, life is the bumps along the road. And I'm not, at, you know, it's like how we deal with the bumps along the road. That is what life is. And so when he's like, oh, you got to go to Target and you got to get this. Gotta, I'm like, yeah, that, that is adulting. It is. It's a, and by the way, it's a bit of a bummer. And by the way, I'm going to bed and my, my ringer is off, but I know it's actually a positive thing. So I don't know what that relates to what you're asking, but and that's just a deep thing that I'm realizing, you know, I'm doing that with my relationship with food and saying my mother and I are so enmeshed in a certain way and I'm still carrying her journey that I, that she didn't ask me to carry, by the way, I don't need to do this anymore. So that's something I'm also looking at for myself and my relationship with myself. And, you know, I've had this thing where it's been very hard for me to lose weight for a long time. In the last two months, I've lost 18 pounds, which is nuts because in my year of health, I didn't lose 18 pounds or maybe I did, whatever. But it's like I'm sort of discreating these beliefs that I've had that, have, that aren't really, that don't really help and support me. And I believe that we can do work like this all of the time and we sh should all be recreating our stuff. And I think this year has been really me recreating my life from the ground up in the best possible way and letting go of behaviors that, that don't help me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the super powerful thing to be able to do to reclaim a lot of those things. I, I watched your IG story this morning where you talked about taking on your mom's struggles as your own. And I can relate to that in so many ways that we don't have time to get into on this podcast, but yeah, I think it's important that we as crumble see all sides of you, right? Like we should all feel able to experience a full range of human emotions, a full range of human experiences. And it's not all picture perfect, you know, perfect Instagram post of food. And so I think that sort of goes at the, all the different sides of Terry, like crumbles can expect to get you in all forms, <laughs> you know, family stuff, food stuff, everything. Um, and I think it's pretty powerful to create content in that way. I also know we're probably going to get a huge taste of vacation, Terry, with the upcoming Italy trip. Huge, huge. And I don't know when this will go live, um, but probably sooner rather than later would be good so people can get you know right to it and see it. But yeah, you, there will be a huge vacation, Terry. And we're actually going to be doing, we're not going to be posting any food content except for on Sundays. Now, when I say that, we're going to be posting food content from there, but we're going to be doing posts from Italy. And I'm going to send everything and Molly's going to make it up. And we've picked songs and reels and things that we like. And we feel like this is the time to make a bold move. I mean, I love the food, but the reality is I love the lifestyle more. So to the extent that we can be doing these kind of lifestyle things, that there could be a way that we might shift and bend no crumbs left. It's incumbent upon us to try. The only thing we could do is fail. I mean, that could be the very worst thing that could happen is that we could fail is that people would be like, I don't want to follow the page. But it's like, that's okay. I'm just going to be who I am. And if people like it, great. If people don't, you know, that's okay too. Yeah. And I think you've got an amazing team around you to be able to do that, but also amazing crumbles who I think uh, people who know and the people who are dedicated are going to stick around for that. So I know I'm looking forward to it. And I know many crumbles are very open to, to seeing that kind of content. So a good time is had by all. 
tell us where we can find you because you not only have your one page, but you have your other page. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. My, my personal page, which is much more private, is uh, Joe underscore Gran. That's G-R-A-N. Um, but then I do have a page dedicated to all things food. So people can also find me over there. And that's at uh, the average Joe foodie, all one word. Feel free to find me on either or both. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I love, you know, we're thinking about how to shift and change the podcast and have some kind of conversations just like this uh, that we feel excited about. So thank you so much for for doing it, taking the risk and taking the ride with me. And thanks for your, your dedication to the community. and. We, uh, we feel so lucky to have folks like you. Well, I'm lucky to be here. So um, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everybody. Come find us at No Crumbs Left on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. It's No Crumbs Left, I think, on TikTok. And subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Hi, Mom. Welcome to my after show. Thanks for having me. So what do you think? Oh, I just think. Joe is as cute as he could be. And it was, it was so delightful. And I, you know, I don't know what it was I expected, but it was just delightful. And I'm, you know, I, I feel good about it. He's so cute. It felt like I was watching a chat with like two old friends. So just adorable. Yeah. He's, he's great. And he, he is LGBTQ plus. And so a lot of times we just talk about his, you know, like he likes to sort of see through the lens of you and I and sort of how it relates to he and his mother and, all of that. And so we're, you know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, this happened. And I'll be like, here's something I want you to know. You know what? We're each just doing the best we can. And that says, moms, that's just what we do. True that. Was there anything that you weren't asked that you were like, oh my gosh, I really wanted to touch on this or I like wanted to cover this topic? I don't think so. No, we, we, there was a lot about the questions and it was just like, oh, it could be very fluff. But then there was just thought like we could really go deeper. And Phil, who's another super crumble was like, I think you guys should go deeper. So there was just some thought about what the topics would be and all of that. And then I was like, here's the thing. Molly's giving you a list, but at the end of the day, do whatever you want. Talk about whatever you want, because the exercise of putting the list together was really so powerful for us that we're going to actually do, September and I are going to do a podcast. Molly and I are going to do one. I might do one alone. So just ask whatever you want. And um, he's fantastic. Well, I love this episode. I mean, I'm I'm your kid, but I'm also like a major fan of the page and have been a crumble since the very day one that there could possibly be a crumble. And I Every chance that I get to hear you talk about, you know, things like I think that we're all just like people on the planet trying our best topics like trying to figure out at any age how to come back home, talking about your relationship with Sue and your relationship with your mom. I just on top of you being my mom, I find you so inspirational. So I love like getting the chance to hear you go a bit deeper in this kind of setting. Really cute. I didn't know. I didn't really know that story about Roy and that I had said to Pat to you that you should introduce. I Will you tell me more about that? Well, what happened was, you know, Roy, it was a long time before you guys met him. You guys knew I had a special friend. You know, I went out to dinner and, you know, all of this. So what happened was one night you came home from a sleepover and Roy was here staying here and he'd had a few drinks. So there was no possibility. It was actually before Uber of him going home. So it was like, okay, Lucy's in, at that point, you know, your name was Lucy is coming home. And so, you know, he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm sleeping on the couch, whatever. So 
you met Roy. And I remember that you said this thing, which is like, oh, he's just like, oh, he's so nice. And he's really quiet on the inside. He's uh, like, it's like he's outgoing, but he's quiet on the inside. Oh, he's so quiet on the inside. Or he, there was something about it. He was shy on the inside. I wish I knew you said, but it was like really, really beautiful. And you were always really an old soul. So you had met Roy and then Patrick had, and now Patrick's going, you were going to camp. And then it was like, I'm going away to camp for the summer. And I really think that while you're gone, you should be introducing Patrick and Roy. So I said to Roy, you know, I, I'd really like you to meet Patrick. And, you know, Roy was like a little nervous about that. It's kind of a big step. So we ended up meeting, like we, we went to um, Costco and we met him there and and it was just like, it was like a fun, he just thought it'd be a fun, like informal. I think Roy probably came over and made dinner and all that. And the thing was your relationships, you're both of you guys, and I, can, I can't speak for you, but your relationship with Roy has been an easy one. You guys really care about Roy. Roy cares about you. Roy's never trying to be your father. He has kids. He has kids. He loves. He's a father. He doesn't need to father you guys. I love that. I was like profoundly bossing people around at that age. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Is that new to you? And no, it, and it hasn't, it hasn't ended. It hasn't ended. No. <laughs> Still doing it. Yeah, I remember. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about Roy. And when I try to describe like meeting Roy to people in my life where people go like, who is Roy to you? I just remember like Roy, you know, there's there's that thing about like your mom starts to date somebody new and maybe there's like tropes in society about like how that goes or it could be like kind of traumatic or something or the person might begin to parent you. And it just was never like that. Like Roy was just trying to be my friend. And I remember several years into you dating, Roy would always like either try to sleep on the couch or he would like sleep in your bed, but sleep like in like a sport coat on top of the covers with his shoes on, like not near you. And after a certain point, I said, I would like you to stop that right now, because when you sleep over, I would just like you to be comfortable. Like we're we're past the point. What is annoying to me is you not being comfortable when you're sleeping over. So just please stop. And then he then he, he we we settled it right there. And then, you, as you said, you don't need to tell Roy something more than once. Then after that, he stopped sleeping in the sport coat with the shoes on. Yeah. And it, the thing about Roy is that we never wanted to move in together. And certainly we would never have moved in together while I had children living at home. And the same thing for his kids. Like it, there was just way too much respect that was like this chapter I get with my kids. I can't, I'm not sharing it with the man that's moving in my house. And, and you know what? He understood that and he was great about that. So we've always, you know, he waited a long time for everyone to go off to do what they do. And, and, you know, and so that we do have time together in a different way. And it's interesting because it was like, he used to live downtown. I'm downtown. And I would stay at his house like every night. And then we got our place in Michigan and the pandemic happened. And now Roy's practically living in Michigan and I go back and forth from Michigan. So it's actually changed in a way when we're at our house together and it's our house, we are very comfortable and we're living there. When I come to the city, I'm at my house. If he comes in, you know, for a night or two, I'll stay down with him. And a lot of that is dictated by having an older dog that's, you know, in the last chapter, who's not comfortable being in the city, who's like the stairs at Roy's and it, what it takes for him to go outside. And this is a dog that's on diuretics. It's so easy for him when he's at the cabin. He is so peaceful. He is so happy. And I'm talking about the dog. He is so peaceful and happy. So we we really create a life around giving our dog the very freaking best life that he can have for as long as we have him. And what that means is, you know, Roy's during the week in Michigan and during the week I'm in Chicago. Well, it's sweet to see, you know, how all that's changed. And I think one of the things that makes me excited about people hearing this episode is like, whether you're 60 or you're 25, I think all of us, I don't know if it has something to do with 
those two age groups that we're specifically in, because I've only ever been the age that I am, or if it has something to do with like us just weathering a global pandemic. And really, I think having like this mass kind of consciousness, like coming to of like really looking at our lives and going, what do I want to take into the next chapter? And what don't I need anymore? Like I, everybody that I know of various ages and I have friends of all ages are really seem to be in a, in a very big, meaningful period of like self, like how can I move forward into this next chapter and who do I want to be? Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's the age that I am or if, if this is what normally happens or if it's something about the state of the world right now, but I think you, that is one of the, the biggest ways that you have inspired me and just like hearing stories about your life and watching the way that you move through the world. I know that people like you and I are quite resistant to change, but in the same way, you also have weathered every change and like hardship that you've been through and created something so beautiful from it. Like if there's any skill that I know you have, it's that you can make something magical out of thin air in a moment where maybe somebody else wouldn't be able to do that. And so I'm I'm really excited for people to hear you kind of dive deep and talk about that. Because when you get talking about it, I don't know, there's something just really profound and heartwarming and inspirational about it. So I'm pumped that people get to hear my mama talking about all the things that make me happy to hear her talking about. I love it. And we've got some great ideas of podcasts that you and I can do talking about my parents and talking about parenting and divorce. And so we, we really got so much great stuff. And it, I would say doing this podcast made me feel really inspired about the podcast in, in a way, in, in a way that, I, you know, that I hadn't been just because I was in such a lull in my life. And I just feel like I've weathered the storm. I've come through it. I'm getting the lessons, you know, and it was a long storm for me, by the way, but I'm getting the lessons. I'm feeling really, really good. And I'm excited about whatever is coming next to bring us, you know, all home. For sure. Well, I think you've been, you know, on the podcast too, I feel like you've shifted more sometimes to like an interview seat. And I think, you know, getting to hear your take on all this stuff, I, I think people are just going to find it to be such a treat. So I can't wait. And you look so pretty with your, with your butterfly piece behind your head. I'm looking at you. I couldn't be happier. I love it. And let's take a picture so we can show people. Yeah, well, Will you take a picture? People okay. don't know. I don't know what order this is going up in, but in the last podcast that we did, you kept like moving your head to the side and cocking your head to the side. And then I noticed as anytime that I was talking, you would have your phone out, like trying to photograph the screen. And I was like, what is she doing? Like, it was the most distracting thing ever. And you had this little <laughs> smirk on your face. Like, you're so proud of yourself. Yeah, she's doing it now, by the way. I don't know what I'm doing. Did you just forget how to take a selfie? I, it's, it's oh, there we go. No, I, it's right here. Okay, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, I love the painting, by the way. It came from my friend Barry. She was moving. My friend Kate was over there. It was this giant butterfly. And I had moved a piece of art to the um to Michigan. And so I didn't have a painting up here for a very long time. And Kate saw this and said, could my friend Terry buy this from you? And she, we worked it out and I sent her a check and somebody went over and I, I, I mean, I love it. It's completely my painting. And she's the kind of person like I am, you know, she has a dead mother. So we connect on all of that stuff. And it's like, thank you for honoring my dead mother by letting me buy the painting and all that. So we're a big, big fan of butterflies in this family. Butterflies, roosters. Well, um, this, this will be the, the last, the last after show that I'm doing with blonde hair. I've been blonde for like seven years. And on Thursday, I'm dying it brown. Just, you know, I've had 
I've had a breakup. I've had a, I've had a, a, a quite a year. I'm in transition for sure. So I figured why not do something drastic with my hair? Because what, what are, what better a way to commemorate, uh, walking into a new phase than a hair color change so okay can i just of course give some unsolicited advice oh yeah just have it as close to your natural color as you can so that yeah oh yeah last time i mean i was kind of afraid of it and wanted to like utilize some of the blonde that was there so i went like lighter but this time you know the thing is because i've been dying my hair for like seven years it was more dirty blonde naturally when i started dying my hair so now it's like dark 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 it's like really very dark and i'm excited because i have these blue eyes i'm excited to go really super dark because i've never seen it in short with my natural and i'm really pumped so this okay. is the last after show as a blonde and who knows brunettes might might have more fun we'll see well i love you this is our, this too. is our and this is our wrap up for the season it's been a great season and we're wrapping up here and we're gonna kick off the next season with mel robbins which is going to be fantastic and uh lots of good stuff yeah, in that episode, my mom is also taking selfies with the butterfly painting. So you, you'll, I'm very busy. You'll be able to tune tune in there. All right. Well, I love you, mom, and love I you too. love everybody, and I hope everyone has a great day. Bye.